0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Club Live here at Club at twenty two, your Rangers podcast. Um, here this evening to discuss more things, Rangers, during this wee international break for the World Cup that we've got on. And before we get into things, let's um introduce the guests. Tonight, just um, two guests this evening. Um, first up, Alistair Pearson. How are things with you? Now into Christmas, so I'm sure you're loving it now.
1: Yeah, I've got my advent calendar here, Scotia. Don't you worry, that's a couple of chocolates out of it. So mum buy it. Did you mum buy it? He did buy me Carney, the I bought me. Buys me one every year. So probably buy me one till I'm up to my fifties, sixties, whatever if I last that long. But um I no, I like the run up to Christmas coach. I actually prefer the run up to Christmas and Christmas Day. I think Christmas Day is a bit of a kinda of, I don't know. It's all right, but I prefer the run up because there's um, usually some good nights out. I know we've got a Christmas party coming up soon, so or Christmas night out or day out, as we call it, next week. So that'll be interesting.
0: I'm uh, looking forward to that. Talking about advent calendars, I was cleaning out my room and my bookshelf and it was an advent calendar from like two thousand and twenty sitting there that I hadn't got through, so that was swiftly chucked in the bin. But anyway, yeah, the other guest this evening is uh, Scott Carney himself. Hey, how are things with you, Scott?
2: Yes, good evening, everybody. Um one week closer to real football returning in this bit of a farce of a World Cup will be over with Um, honestly um, it it must have been last Friday Uh, we had a wee chat when we came off air and Alex like to me Carly, have you been watching the World Cup I'm like mate honestly no I've not really been watching it so you need to watch me it's been great so I went downstairs sat down put on the second half of the England USA game and (laughs) messaged him about (laughs) 15-20 15-20 minutes into it going, aye, they tune in, watch the World Cup, uh, absolute dross, man, absolute dross. But it's getting was to the exi- It was woeful. <laughs> it's getting to the exciting point of the tournament now, so I'll definitely be tuning in more often, uh, that is um, that is for sure, already a few shots in it, I suppose. But yes, we're here to talk about Rangers, and it's always good to talk about Rangers when you've got a new manager.
0: It is indeed. No, that, the, the good thing about the World Cup is that it's definitely Kenny, and with Beal coming in as well, it's definitely Kenny. It's helped that Rangers aren't playing that this is on in the last few days, in the World Cup's been brilliant, even earlier on today, sitting and watching the last few minutes of the Uruguay game needing a go, it was great um, to sit and watch with that stuff coming. But anyway, enough of the World Cup, we're all here to talk about all things Rangers. Can so, ask I ask a question quickly, a days, sorry
2: Scotia, Scotia. just quickly about
0: the Uruguay game, did Suarez do anything ridiculous, like handball that or anything? Oh, I get took off. it get took off earlier, so he wasn't. He wasn't there for those final few minutes uh. because I think one of the, I think Cavani tried to die for a penalty and things like that towards the end. So I, they, I think they all kicked off towards the end as well as as the Uruguayans yeah. tend to do. But Yeah, no, enough of that. Anyway, yeah, we're a few more days into the the reign of uh, Michael Beal uh, as the Rangers manager, and obviously when, since we came to you on Monday evening, pretty much as soon as it got announced, really, um, there's been a few bits. Bit more in pieces in terms of interviews and Sky Sports, and obviously the official unveiling uh, in the Blue Room at Iberx. Um Before we kind of take a deep dive into the pretty much the, the Blue Room kind of interview that was released yesterday, just a few days further on, Carney, what are your overall opinions on Bill? has much changed are you still still buzzing, still the posit- mainly positive one of us
2: hundred percent mate. Yes, I the more I see, the more I the more I like. Look, and I'll I'll caveat this right at the start. I get it's all just once, just now I do. But everything I've seen, everything I'm hearing, um the way it's looking, yes, I am I am very much all aboard. Probably captain of um said Beal Train, to be fair, mate. I uh, I can't wait for it to get started now. Uh, I think it's just gave me a lift in terms of Rangers, in terms of what we had been kind of putting up with under geo and We're now at a a, a new, cliche, a new dawn, a new era, if you like. But it's it's very much an exciting time to... To be looking forward to. As I say, I think there's, the majority of people now are really looking forward to see what comes, um, to see what we what we manage to put together against Hibs. I think a lot of us are now counting down the days. As I say, everybody will know uh, I am not a fan of international football at all. So it is just a case of counting down the days now until Rangers get back to competitive action. Uh, and yeah, everything so far that Bill said, um, the wee snippets and stuff that you're seeing in training, yeah, it's all, it's all good, it's all well. Um, I get that, but I think you can already see a, a, a lift in the team I know we weren't really privileged To seeing training videos As such under Geo It was kind of few and far between If you've seen anything And it was really the same thing That were doing But this seems back to the way It was kind of under, under Gerard, Where you're getting a lot more access To the kind of first team training As a whole And um, yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it mate I'm looking forward to seeing uh, If he can deliver What he thinks he can um, It's going to be interesting to see I think we're all maybe expecting much of the same as the way it was under um, Gerard McAllister and Bill, but I think there will be there will be differences here. I think there'll be maybe not glaringly obvious different obvious differences, but I definitely think there will be. So no, I mean, bring on the Habs game, mate, as quickly as
0: possible. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I have to say these last sort of three four days since Monday, um, it's like I've been given a new toy to play with. Them just because I've started to feel really excited again, which you know prior to that probably wasn't the case what about you Ali are you Kenny getting all aboard the Beale train again
1: I was never not on it I'm definitely on it I think it's
0: sorry I think it might be the Beale bus
2: people are shouting that as in the chat must be the Beale bus (laughs) bus.
1: whatever it is whatever it is I'm on it
2: (laughs) the Beale thingy the Jiggy
1: aye No, I've never not been on it I, I just said from the beginning I would have liked maybe a fresh approach if you know what I mean but the more i've heard from michael Beale, he's bringing in a, a completely new backroom staff it's not as if it's staff that he had when gerard was there it's, it's his staff obviously scotia, you'll probably come on to what he said in his interviews a few things he said um i've liked um there was one thing i, I don't know why you come on at scotia but there was one thing i liked and i brought it up last um the last pod i said i hope he doesn't go in there and be their pal, because a lot of coaches are the players' pal. And he actually brought that up and said that when he was at Rangers under Gerard, they was never their pal. They kept their distance from him. And um I like that about him. And I like moving forward, I hope he keeps that as well. So that that was good, that was good to hear Fabio. But um no, I'm all aboard and looking forward to it. the only downside is they've moved that bloody Well, it's supposed to be Saturday against Hibs at 3 o'clock, which would have been perfect. First game back, Christmas time, to a bloody Thursday, which is for Sky, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's a discussion on its own, but that's mental to do that, but it's for Sky, obviously. But that's on the downside. It is not a Saturday 3 o'clock where we can have a couple of shandies and it is a Thursday night. Probably won't stop us to
0: be there as Christmas. I remember when that game get moved, it, it was we were all like, a Thursday night, when was the last time we played on a Thursday night? Um, get, you know, probably tune on. Uh, well, no, that is, yeah, I mean more domestically, but uh, No, like I say, the, the interview in the Blue Room, it was a 20 minute long one, so there's an awful lot to get through there and mm. dissect it. We'll let it go with the flow. If the listeners want, our viewers want to put in some comments, we'll try and get to them as well. But seeing as you brought it up there, Pearson, one of the things that he did kind of mention was the close to the players kind of thing. Were you ever close to the players? How do you move from that assistant coach or first team coach to a manager position? And I was, like you, really infused by the fact that he said I was never really that close to them in the first place. Or not not close to them, but you know, they had that distance between the players and he wasn't their pal kind of thing because, Carney, this one for me, I mean, I'm sitting listening to the boys over at Heart and Hand. They're doing a show on the, the Alley years at the moment, and um, they're going through that game to game. And I think that's one of the big criticisms that got levelled at McCoist was that he didn't have that distance between when he was the coach. He was brilliant doing all that, but then becoming the manager, you can't you need that distance. Your thoughts and kind of that, you I think you'll probably be in agreement that it's a good thing. What we say?
2: Yeah, very much so. in agreement, mate. I I, I like the way that he handled that, and I like that he addressed it as well. I think we were all kind of thinking that Bill was you kind of, and the this just probably sounds terrible. You kind of forgot that Gary Mack was there, and he was actually the number two. Do you know what I mean? You're kind of forgetting that he was the he's the Joker, if you like. Um, he's the one that the Archie Knox of, to the Walter. Um, he was the he was he would have been the the kind of the the friend the the kind of joke. Character, if you like, not a joke character in sense of the person, but in terms of the way he was kind of portraying himself to the players, he was the kind of the middleman to make things lighter. And Bill said himself that he was the disciplinarian of the of the team. He was the one that really drove standards and he was using all the correct words. It's, It's easy to just think and it's, as Rangers fans, we always do it. We're, we're our own lost enemy. You just immediately think, oh, he's everybody's best pal. Everybody loves him. He's going to come back. Everybody's just going to think this is it. It's an easy, it's a squish from here on in for them. And I really don't think that's the case. I, I, I believe that everything that Michael, I believe in everything that Michael Beale is saying right now because I genuinely believe that he gets the club. I said it before. I think he even gets the club probably, maybe possibly more than what Gerard gets the club and he doesn't want to feel here his family he's used that as well which I don't think is a necessarily, a, necessarily a bad thing the fact that he's saying that his family are very happy here one of his daughters was born here he likes the city he likes to stay in Scotland he's here for the long haul this isn't this isn't a quick come in grab it and get out this is the job that Michael Bill wanted when he entered into management and I think that's clear to see now if it was about money he wouldn't be here he would have went to Wolves and took whatever money they were offering I don't think it's anything down to that because there isn't absolutely no doubt in my mind that he's on nowhere near what he would have been on being at Wolves, but I think it's the it's the stature of the club, it's the size of the club that he's, he's in, he gets his enthusiasm from and I think it's the, I think he's going to thrive under the pressure, I do, maybe again, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself but I think he's going to thrive under the pressure of we have to win every single game and if we don't it's a disaster uh, I think he understands that, I think he'll he'll fully get that, Um it's not go- all going to go just swimmingly for him. Um, but in terms of his attitude towards the players, um, the way he spoke about the players already, it's all very positive signs. And I think they fully know that there's um, there's a new gaffer in town.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Ferry came, came, came brought out to um, f- f- the Blue Room press conference yesterday. One of, That was one of the first things that he, he was asked, really, Carney, that you were mentioning there, that, the job was pretty much impossible to turn down. And he, did, he was hes quite adamant, and he done this in his um, Sky Sports interview as well, that it was both for a football reason and for personal reasons as well, because, as he said, his family absolutely loved it up here. And I think this was something during the kind of process where we were looking for a manager, uh, Pearson, it was something that was brought out. Obviously, when Beal became the front runner, it was the, the comments that he made Regarding wolves and the, the stuff that he put out to QPR saying that you know he's wants to show some loyalty. And that was leveled at on a few occasions during that press conference yesterday. That he doesn't that he'd mentioned this and what it was like. And he would he did say that the Rangers job had come out of nowhere, but and it was an offer he couldn't refuse like Carney had mentioned there for the, the personal and footballing reasons. But it's I think this that kind of comments got similarities to both our two previous managers in Gio and Gerard, that they've come out and kind of said things one week and then it's, it's changed or it's come back to bit them. I mean, in terms of Gerard it was the, do I look happy? And then obviously with Gio, it was the, we can't compete with the money and then it gets leveled at you domestically. But what are your kind of thoughts on the enthusiasm that Bill's shown to join the club?
1: Yeah, everything's been positive from him. Um, I like the way he speaks. I like what he wants to do moving forward. I don't want to steal your thunder, Scotia, that like I usually do in the podcast, but there's certain quotes he said within the press conference that I like. It's getting me going. It's getting me looking forward to going and watch Rangers again. Um, yeah, he did that interview for QPR when he knocked back the, the Wolves job, basically saying, I'm, I'm I'm here for the long haul. I'm here, but not being disrespectful to Queen's Park Rangers. And maybe some Queen's Park Rangers fans watching us tonight, I do not know, but not to be disrespectful to them. But if Glasgow Rangers come in, um, to a guy, let's be honest, he's only been in a job four months as a manager. He's been up here for three and a half years. He's got a taste of it. Car, he says, family side of it as well. He can't turn down Rangers. This might not come up again for him in his lifetime, so he, he has to go for it. He can see what he can do with Rangers. You see his last. Maybe I mean, referred to as the Europa League um, finalists. So. That's a big draw. European football firm's a big draw. You see where he's coached. He's coached in Brazil, Chelsea, Liverpool. I think the European thing's a big thing. If he went to Wolves, that's a dodgy job. Wolves, they change managers all the time. Is he going to get European football there? Mm, I don't know. But yeah, I think Rangers excites him. What he can do, he can win trophies here. He can do well in Europe. Um and obviously he's got all us is the fans behind him as well. So What's not to love being the the manager of Glasgow Angels?
0: No, indeed, didn't. I'll just stay with you quickly because you mentioned one of the quotes he, he said, and I think I know the one that you're really talking about. It's um, I think Martin Martin Ramsey from Heart um, and Hand did ask so the question. Scotia.
1: Justin. Justin. You know, Justin
0: yeah, again, fantastic, Justin. <laughs> Magic, on, Texas, Justin. America. Thank you.
1: Aye, God bless you know, America. They're, they're, as through, as they're as be- through as
2: well, Scrooge, aren't they? <laughs> I was about to say, Ali, where's your line? I was like, Ali, I was waiting for Ali to say his line there. I was like, My on. Scott Arfield. God bless America. <laughs> Thank you, Justin, mate.
0: Cheers, Bill. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, it was Martin Ramsey from Heart and Hand that asked the question, do you need to win a cup this season, really? And then it was, response straight away, we need to be winning everything. And I think that's probably one of the ones that you stuck out. I mean, that, that that those type of comments, I know they're a bit soundbitey, but it definitely does get the, the blood pumping.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is Ryan saying here all the time? Beginning it's he wants a treble. Not being greedy, but I've grown up with that. And you should want to win everything uh, being a Rangers fan. So nah, he's got to say that. R- realistically looking at it, you're thinking if he can win two cups and close the gap, I think that's, uh, that's a good start to him because he's, this isn't going to be his team, remember. So when we play Hibs on, thurs, on the Thursday, it's not just going to miraculously change completely. Yes, you'll get a tune out of players, but I will judge him in the summer when he gets his team in. And hopefully it's a, there's a bit of a cull with the team we've got at the moment. But um, yeah, I like the way he talks. He's positive, like I say. Yeah, if you if you if you're managing the Rangers, you need to be in it to win every trophy. Um, and the league, yeah, we're nine points behind. Realistically, it, I think it's just out of reach now. But you never know. He commented on the Christmas period as a period where things can change potentially. He did say about last season when we were, I think it was seven points clear round about this time, Scotia round about that, and obviously Celtic swung it and won it by six points last season. So it can happen. I just don't see them dropping because we looked a bit dodgy last season. They don't. So, but you never know. But yeah, I like his positivity. And Jim Sloan, he's always just is behind Jim? Justin Muter, isn't he? Always just <laughs> yeah,
0: Justin goes and then it gets Jim going. <laughs> fantastic.
1: Yeah, guys. thanks very much, Jim. Uh, no, fantastic scores everything said so far. Just give me it on the football park. That's what I want. Uh, no,
0: Carney, I mean, the, the, those I love those type of comments because it does just get you super excited. And there were a, f- a few, but there were there any other Kenny, key highlights in terms of comments that he came out with that you had?
2: We have to start playing like the big team. I was like, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, exactly. that. That I am all aboard that kind of stuff. Uh, look, and it is all sound bites, and it is, but I'm a Rangers fan. I'm allowed to get excited about stuff like this. Um, oh, yeah, say, no. I, I, I know, apparently <laughs> I'm not. But... <laughs> I'm a little excited about stuff like this. I, I believe in his philosophy of football. I'm going to back him to the house. It's a new manager. We don't really have a choice anyway. Even if you didn't agree with it, you've got to just keep going. Um, I, 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 I like pretty much everything that he said. Um, I love the fact that he's... Um, He's talking the game. Um, he didn't say that the league was over. He said it's all about winning the next game and then it'll be all about winning the following game after that. And if we keep winning games, then you'll see where it takes us. Look, I'm the same as Ali. I'm not I'm not going back on what I said. We are, in my opinion, we won't win the league. But he's got a chance to win two cups, and he's got a chance to close the gap. If he does that towards the end of the season, my god, he's going to buy a lot of Rangers fans over. That's for sure. Um, if we manage to get the both cups, we manage to close that gap, and we get close. I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to win it. Stranger things have happened in football, of course they have. But I, I am still of the opinion that the league's just out of it's out of reach now um, for us. We've we've left it a wee bit too late in regards to making the change. Um, even though in hindsight, making the change now is probably the best idea, etc. Yes, but um. I I do I I like his I like his thinking I like the way he's he's wanting to approach it and yeah um he's, he's and even when he said my priority is to win 56 as quickly as possible, um, which is just, uh, this, this is what you want to be hearing Aldo, thank you very much um, that's very much appreciated mate um, thank Aldo. you everybody, very nice of everybody tonight, Aldo's in a good mood because I've got a new manager I think, but, no thank you very much but yeah, a lot of the soundbites mate, um, I don't know if you're going to come on to it mate, I, I use no, I'm a bit of a tradition man in terms of the way that I think Rangers should be held and standards wise And it doesn't make a big yeah, difference, sure. it doesn't make a yeah, exactly, to the comments just been put up. The fact that player will well, players will be wearing well suits again on home ties. That's a small thing. That is, that's thats not a massive thing. I actually heard as well on the way home that he actually done that at QPR as well. But it's—it's it's, you have to make these players believe that this is part of something that's bigger than them. Nobody is bigger than Glasgow Rangers Football Club and that's the way it should always remain. There is no player in the world, there's no manager in the world that's bigger than our club. To other people that might sound bonkers, but to us it's the most true thing in the world it's the biggest thing in our lives so they have to believe that they are part of something truly extraordinary and spectacular and they have to they have to buy into the tradition of the club hence why we still have the marble staircase, the blue room the trophy room, the way it looks all these kind of things, all these wee traditions and I do like, I mean I wasn't a fan of when they heard they were modernising the the home dressing room but the way they've done it, it's actually brilliant it looks great, it really does look brilliant because it still has that tradition there Um, it's clear to see but yeah, uh, even just putting the players in the uh, in the shirts, and the, again, it won't make them better players, but it might make them just believe them themselves a wee bit more, and it might make them self believe that they are part of something pretty big. Uh, and if you get a one percent improvement out it, then it's still one percent of an improvement. So no, I was I was very much all for all that. And interesting to see that he's fully accepted that he'll be wearing a suit all the time now as well. Yeah, that's one
0: of the things I always. I don't know, it's just because we've grown up with, you know, Sunnis and, and Smith wearing a suit that it's always kind of expected to be the done thing. I know an awful lot of managers these days don't like it. You know, they prefer to be the coach and then the, and their trackies. But I think it's really important to have that suit on because for me, what it does, and this is a question that he kind of brought up. And mate, it wasn't a controversial comment he made, really, but during this interview in the Blue Room, he did mention that um, it's a squad of winners now. I was like, mm, the, yeah, they've won things, but is that enough for me? That, that what they've won, and it was in the Sky Sports interview, Ali, that he'd said that, yeah, you know, we have won things, but at a club like Rangers, it's not enough just to be winning these leagues once every couple of seasons, a cup every now and again, getting the Europa League final. This needs to be Kenny a consistent thing, and that was another thing that I really liked from the from the interview that he'd done with Sky Sports. You know that he, he knows, he understands our levels and what we expect.
1: Ah, he understands. We need to we need to win every week. If we don't, it's a crisis. With only football club along with them on the other side that if you don't if you don't win on a Saturday, it's an absolute crisis and folk can meltdown. It's it's a weird place of the world uh, in Glasgow. There's, there's there's not many other football clubs where, where that happens. Um, and he understands it. It's comment of it's a team of winners. I think he meant in terms of they need to try and win each week. In terms of trophies, they're not a team of winners for me in terms of trophies. that Yeah, they won they won the league a couple of years ago. They won a cup last season. They've done fantastically well to get to Europa League final. Ultimately, we didn't win it. Unfortunately, it was in penalties. But until they win cups on a regular basis, then you call them winners for me. Um, they've not done that for me, this Rangers team. They've won important trophies at important times, but they've not put a run together. And that's winners for me. You look back to the the, the era we grew up in, the nine in a row, regularly winning trophies, doubles, trebles. Um, I'm not expecting Rangers to win a treble every season as much as so I love it, but they need to win consistently. And but you kind of hard though, and that's, I know. That's, but yeah. that's fine, That that's okay, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. but I mean the, the realistic bit in the back of my head because they can't do that every season. But, <laughs> I know. I know. But, but yeah, it's until they put a run of trophies together, that's when you can call them winners. <laughs> I don't call them winners because they haven't achieved what I think they should achieve as Rangers players yet. Um, and that's where Beal will come in and for, for him to bring his... That's why I keep saying I just think it needs a refresh. He needs to bring his own players in. He needs to be backed. And he needs to go and uh, build a team of winners. Or bring guys in that are um, that know what it's about. Because that's what we need. We need guys that know what it's about and what to play for Rangers. Because a lot of guys come into Rangers and they just... You've seen players come to Rangers. So you've seen big names come to Rangers and they just can't hack it. Again, it's the same with us side of the city. The, the pressure, they just can't hack it. And we need guys like that, and I think he'll bring guys like that into Rangers. He did highlight Joe Rebos, Calvin Basses. I think that's an area an area he might go down because he's quite good with youth players, and I did highlight that in the, um, the last pod we did. So um, no, it's all positive so far. But like I've said on this podcast tonight. Let's do the talking on the park rangers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it Carney, it's interesting. I actually meant to double check this before I came on because I, I wanted to be definite in what I was saying. But in terms of the like trebles, I think we are spoiled, obviously, because in terms of winning, we had those successive league titles.
1: Um, through the- no, Scotia's dad's not peddling quick no, enough here.
0: I think a lifetime. Oh, sorry. I'm a, my Wi-Fi's having a bit
1: yeah, of cycling question.
0: I'm In terms of my life, I'm super... <laughs> can, right, you're going to need to find new jokes to come up with, Pearson. And that's been going oh, on a wee bit too long now. Right, ask a question again. <laughs> but in terms of, I think I think we've only won three trebles in my lifetime.
2: Oh uh, yeah, probably. Um, but again, it, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Like that's what I mean. You expect traders to win everything. It's what we are. It's what we've grown up as. Look, and I know. The period that I grew up, the generation that I grew up in watching Rangers, I was spoiled rotten. I know I was. I know what I've seen. Do you know what I mean? When I sit and have conversations with my dad, my dad's what, 70, 70 something. Um, and we have conversations about about Rangers, and he tells me about some of the times he's had to watch when he's going to Ibrooks and there's only 7,000, 8,000 there because Rangers were just absolutely shocking. And yeah, and then you think of you think of what we grew up watching. I mean, we, we grew up doing nine in a row. I asked Brian Loudrop was my hero. Paul Gasco and Alan McCoist, Mark Cately, Richard Goff. It's players that don't exist anymore because it's a different era, era of football now. It really is. Um, so we were spoiled. But it's it never really going to stop me expecting Rangers to win everything. <laughs> Even after what we... Bloody went through all the the banter years and everything. I still expected Rangers to win absolutely everything, and um, I still do to this day. I still do to this day. We there is no no looking back now anymore because we did get to a, a European final. And I think what what Bill meant in terms of what again is what my interpretation of it. And it's probably because my glass is overflowing with um, optimism right now about Bill is. I think he meant that they're the winners in terms of they got to a European final and I think it is easy for us to forget that. It is. I know it's last year and I've been on here saying it doesn't matter what they've done then but I, I do also like the after the interview last night in the the Blue Room um, I've heard on Heart and Hand I heard on lads as well that there's there was a wee bit afterwards where they could sit and have a conversation with him that wasn't recorded on camera and he said I think a lot of outsiders look in and think Rangers are In a a bad place, or it's it's kind of been a disaster, and they're broken. He's like, you can't go from a European finalist to now. And be a broken club. I just don't think that's the case. Um I I believe in what he I do still believe um he does have to put his own stamp on things. There is going to be players that need to move on now. Um but I think he'll make the call on that. It could be a rebirth of some players. like this always happens as well when we get a new manager in, there's somebody that will come to the forefront that's maybe not been getting a game, maybe not been getting the game time, and they tend to shine a little bit. That will happen. Um, it all depends who it is going to happen with. And the biggest, I, I think, what will remain the biggest talking point right now is what happens with Morelos and Ken. They are the two massive ones that everybody is is thinking about. Um, I'll stop your Scotia in case you were going to come on to that. No, you can keep going.
0: Keep going.
2: I'll let but you have uh, your say, and then we'll go on to Pearson. Get his. Thoughts. Yeah. So I, I do think there is. I, I understand the 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 need for change and the want for change as well. And I do think we need new faces. I also think that we can't go full gung ho. We we'll, we we'll really need to play it, play it correct. Uh, I do think one of the two of them need to move on one hundred percent. I think one of the two of them need to move. I just I really don't know what one out of the two. I think Kent's got more chance. If I am going to be honest, to, to to stick around more than Alfredo Morelos, I think it might be the end of Alfredo Rangers. Um, but again, that's another one we're going to need to wait and see. And Bill has to weigh up what his budget is, what his wages are going to be, what's available to him, and whether he wants to tie them up on long-term contracts. Let's be honest, they're not going to be particularly cheap to tie up Alfredo for another three years or tie up Kent for another three, four years, whatever it may be. So he's got a lot of weighing up to do. Um, And I suppose he's got honest conversations to have with the players as well. They have to decide whether they want to be here or they don't be here. They don't want to be here because... Far too many of them dragged their feet this season. We've all seen it. We've all had a go at every single one of them for doing it. And it's now time for. Bill has to be ruthless to a certain extent. He ha, he really has to. He, he's going to need to be kind of cutthroat and be like, no. If a player's saying, yeah, he wants to be here, he wants to make an improvement, if improvement's not happening, then he has to be brave and he has to say, no, it's not happening for you here. It's time for you to move. Uh, uh, get money in for what they can, free up wages and bring in his players. I, think, I still think, regardless um, of what the future of Morelos and Kent, Bill is going to need to bring in his own players.
0: Yeah, a lot to go through there, Pearson, because he kind of covers a few things and an awful lot of his interviews this week. He's been asked about the team, and he's he's made quite a bit of reference to Kent and Alfie, speaking about them in terms and comparing them to the yeah. golden situation. I know he, he did in the Sky Sports interview. He did mention that he's known Ryan Kent since Kent was fourteen, 14. years old, I think. So he's he's obviously knows him really well. They talked talked about him. They also brought up your roofs and Haji's. The importance of getting them back into the team and things like that, which some people may look at that and go, mm, "We need more of a more of a rip up and a." A change of approach but it, it was fairly positive in those players um, but I was really takes me to the main point and something that we've kind of mentioned is this couple of transfer windows the squad it does need ripped up but how big a rip-up can we actually make what are you expecting a few players to come in here and there or do you do you see a big massive turnover over the next two windows
1: i think it needs to be a Quite a big turnover. I don't think he's going to rip the whole team apart. He kind of ripped the whole team apart. There's going to be three, four guys for me that will stay there. And I'm not including guys like Tom Lawrence, who we've not seen yet. To me, he's like a new player coming back. Um, ref- I've referenced Ken. You'll get a tune out, Ken. I know you'll get a tune out, Ken. I wouldn't expect me, if, if, I wouldn't be surprised if I kids man the match on that first night against him. It tears him apart because. He's known him since he's fourteen. He knows what makes him tick. Ryan Kent, Morelos, Morelos is just a <laughs> he's Alfie. It's <He's> just <laughs> out the two, out the two of them. I'm like Carney. If, if one of them was to stay for me, it would be Kent. If I had to have the choice, it'd be Kent. I think he will get a tune out of Kent. I was actually, I was listening to totem Goal and Andy haldi was going on about it. He was asked about it and he was saying the guy really likes is Glenn Camara. Who has not even checked in this season with Rangers Kamara? He's, like I said, his two pals are away. Looks disinterested, Kamara. He's been woeful this season. But he said he's a guy. Don't be shocked to see Glenn Kamara in that team straight away because he likes Kamara. So he's a guy you, you might get one of these rebirths that you want to see when managers come in and get a call out so. someday. Yeah, so I, I like Glenn Kamara. See, when mm-hmm. Glenn Kamara was playing under and Jarrett, playing some of the best really? football. He was linked mm-hmm. for these moves at fifteen million, whatever it was, and he's just fell away, Kamara. The last you would say six months there. He was all right in Europe for his last season. Um, obviously, scored a goal against Leipzig at, um, at home, but this season he's been he's been woeful. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the Rangers players have though, but he has been injured too, Kamara. But he's one that will get a tune out of. But yeah, I, I think he'll need to. There's ten players out of contract in the summer, Scotia. I don't know who they all are off the top of my head. Um, I would expect the majority of them to go in the summer. And there's a few of them in big wages. So they'll f- they'll free up money for them to go and spend. You mentioned Kamar Roof. <laughs> 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 i see him back in training again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we have a chuckle with Kamar I <laughs> But he mentioned him with because Kamar he, he can mention him in with because he is one of these players that is a difference maker. He can just do something in a game. Kamar Roof, he's one of the type of players that we're missing at the moment, along with Lawrence, who's a huge miss. Hadji's a guy that does nothing for 80 minutes and just plays that one ball, slips in, and does a bit of magic. But we miss players like that. Kamar Ruf, can he play a full season? We know that. Everyone knows that. But if you can get 10, 15 games out of him, he's usually pretty decent, to be fair. But yeah. But in this summer, particularly Scotia, you'll. I think we'll see. Well, there's ten players out of contract. I think we'll see at least ten players leaving this summer, at least, and you will need to bring players in. We need to. We can't keep going with these same guys. Your Arfield's he'll be gone. You're Ryan Jack, or Carney. I think he may go. <laughs> um, Alfie, Hollander. There's a lot of them. So um, yes. Do you not know it think it's? Need... Do you not
2: know, you know think it's one more turn of Jack Amara, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, mean, I mean, Ryan Jack. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it won't no, be. I'm I mean, me. Ryan, I mean, Ryan Jack. Well, it might have to be in the in the the short term with uh, Tom Lawrence if he's not back. You, you might see Ryan Jack Kamara and Lindstrom or something in the middle of the park. No, Tillman's there, obviously. But uh, interesting to see what he does in the middle of the park because he has referenced. I don't want Rangers playing with a handbrake on. I want the handbrake taken off. So that suggests to me. One sitting midfielder and not two going forward, yeah. Scotia, yeah. can I
2: quickly ask you both a question as well? Sorry, obviously, Go we've ahead. seen the
1: training videos as well. Um,
2: surely, don't call me that, but surely, um surely it's now time for the Lowry to get a chance because he's been training with the first team and we are in desperate need of something like that. So if he is training with the first team, I really hope Bill gives the boy a game. And look, I know Lowry's still young. He's going to make mistakes. I, I do get that. But against against your lesser um, Scottish teams, then especially Ibrooks, I think he has to get a chance. Scotia, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, Lowry, definitely. I, it was interesting, I, th- I heard this in heart and hand, I think, when the boys had get taken in to do the fan media side of things that um, one of the things that Bill got asked about, that he was aware about other players that came in, and Bill had said that he really, really was looking forward to working with Tillman, um, but with Lowry, I think it's really important to have him coming in and about the team as well because they're both both young lads, I don't fully expect them all to play you know, continuously all the time, so it'd be good to have Lowry in there as an option to kind of switching in out with Tillman when
1: you need to. Yeah, I, th- I think, Lowry, I've, I've said it for a while, we've we've been missing, especially the last few games at Ibrox in particular, a guy to get, get you off your seats, get you excited, and he's a guy that can do it, Lowry. I mean, you've seen that, everyone's seen the wee clip of him doing, was it Tavi done with a ball, put a ball over the top of his head? <laughs> <up> and, um, <laughs> he's got that in his locker, Lowry, he's special. He's not the finished article. He's still a young lad, but he's going to make mistakes. But he can do something different. He can. He has got that bit of magic about him. So, yeah, I think you'll see. I think you'll see him against Leverkusen um, coming up next Saturday. I think he'll be in the bench. He had Lovelace was also on the in training as well. Scotia. I mean, he's wages, He's sixteen, but he looks a bit twenty-six. So Barrett mm-hmm. goes in for that B team. Another guy you might see on the bench next week. So, like I say. He does well with youth players, uh, Bill, and he's done well with QP. Look at QPR team that they've got a lot of young players and he's got a tune out of them. So he knows, he knows what makes the young players tick and I think he'll start to use these players. If they're good enough, it doesn't matter what their age is. Get them in the Rangers team and um, I think Lowry is one of them.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, right, Before we kind of move on to a few other bits and pieces, just finally... We've mentioned it there in terms of the squad overhaul and things. Players coming to the end of their contract. Carney, I'll ask you. I've got a list up here
1: of the players oh, right contract at the end of the season. <laughs> and keep and keep like, set, what's this scotia? Keep keeping
2: it. <laughs> uh,
0: right. Uh, Adam Devine, keep our let get let go. Oh, keep. Keep. Pearson, keep. Keep, For, keep yeah. obviously offering a new contract. And um, James Sands.
1: Uh this option
2: to buy I don't know, how much is the option? we don't know 3 million, 3 million just,
1: apparently, did... apparently, apparently, yeah, mate, 3 million apparently 3
2: million us. nah sorry nah too much No, go for me
1: I'm the same Are as if it, if it's 3 million uh, no no right. uh, Tillman oh god 6 million what's his 6, <laughs> 6 million
2: Goodness gracious me. I'll reserve judgment on that until I see what Bill gets out of him. I think if Bill Bill has mentioned as well that he was looking forward to really working with Tillman, yeah. he'd mentioned that in the, the afters as well with the, the kind of fan media stuff that he was really looking forward to working with Tillman. So I'll reserve judgment on that. If he gets more of a tune out of him and gets the the best out of them, then I can't see why we wouldn't because I think it's it's it's, it's profit in the long run um, for Rangers. If he goes on to have a bit of a career, I think he could be another kind of Nathan Patterson moving on for about £12 million. So,
0: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> did I ask you? No, Ali, what did I ask you?
1: No. Um, similar to Karen, I'd like to see what Beal does with him. But at present, if I was asked right now, yeah, but no, I wouldn't keep him. I think we could spend that money better. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, I think I'd, I, I'd reserve judgment until the end of the season, up to then, because at that point, Hadji will be back in. So, you know, you, and you've got Lowry as well, so there'll be a few, few options for that position, potentially. Um, right, Kieran Wright, goalkeeper. Obviously, there's a Shell. backup. Yeah, go. So. Right. Yeah, um Morelos and Kent we've spoke about, I think, both for Kent go staying Alfie leaving yeah uh, again I'll reserve reserve judgment until I see what happens <laughs> Philip
2: if my comes back he 20 in a month mate then I'll change my tune pretty quickly
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, uh, Philip Carney. <laughs> not a chance <laughs>
1: goodbye
2: Phil <laughs> goodbye
1: right. great song for big Phil but I'll miss that song but no it's um goodbye Goodbye to Big like,
0: Phil. Yeah, and then in the last batch, McGregor. Nah. None. Nah. And then you've got Stephen Davis. Nah, sorry. Done. And then the one one to talk about maybe is um, both Arfield and Jack. What are your thoughts? On both of them? Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, but cheerio.
2: <laughs> I, I, look there is no doubt that both can be used right still within the squad i do believe that but they can't be starters they can't be regular starters there has to be something else for it do i think ryan jack can be cover for lundstrom in other games yes i do but
1: does he he want to be covered? Does he want know, to be covered? Does he want
2: to be covered as well? That's another thing. Does he want to be covered? Yeah, that's true. And Scott Arfield is good to to bring on as an impact sub, but he just he doesn't have the legs in him to play consistently anymore. To be honest, if I'm going to be if we need, I think we need to be kind of ruthless. So in order to get the fresh faces in, I think it's probably the end for both of them. Which will, it's a throw one. They've both been great servants to the club, but I think it's time to to, to move
0: on. On them, I think obviously it'll depend on how Jack gets through the rest of the season, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if one of them, if Arfield's offered another extension or Jack's offered his first extension. Because what I was thinking about this, what it gets into is we're going to be losing, like McGregor obviously going and things like that. You're kind of digging into the players that are Scottish and homegrown that can contribute to your European team. So you don't kind of want to get rid of them all too early because I don't think McCann will fall into that category because he's. Joined us too late in his youth career, so maybe one of them to stay for me. But yeah, that know, was pretty I much.
2: I don't know what order you done it in, but potato
0: man, just keep out, keep out, 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 out. out, out. <laughs> I know, oh. I, yeah, um, I think it was divine and right, oh, probably. Stevie, Stevie, <laughs> Stevie. Yeah. oh, sorry, sorry I
1: clicked out
2: though. thank you, Stevie mate. Yeah, much appreciated. That's great, thank you, superb,
0: superb. Yeah, so I mean, also during the week, the week, in fact, it was the evening of um, the announcement that um, Bill was there and maybe get lost in all the wash. It was that Rangers were drawn in the Scottish Cup fourth round away to oh, St yeah. Johnson with the ties taking place the weekend of the 21st of January. Um, Carney, for me, that could have been a better better draw, if we're being
2: honest. <laughs> I was thinking exactly the same thing, mate. When I seen it, I went off course at St Johnstone away uh, in January. Uh, yeah, it's about yeah. Bit of a, a sticky one that, a bit of a sticky one that. But look at all again; it all depends on how we, how we do, how we react under Bill, and um, how we'll be feeling at that point. I think um, look it's good. Uh, see, I'm, I, am i am not sitting here thinking that everything's just going to all of a sudden be rosy. It isn't. There's going to be stumbling blocks. Bill will have to find his way um, through it all. Uh, and as uh, as we spoke about, I think part of that will be ruthless with, with players and decisions that he has to make. Um, but look. Rangers and the cup awaits Johnston. We should be winning that game, and it really is as simple as that. If we've got any aspirations to do anything this season, that should just be another game, and it should just be another win. Um,
0: that's the way it is as a as a Rangers fan. Yeah, no, I, I was quite pleased that it wasn't another home game because I could do it without the the extra cost of them um, going along to Ibrox and getting that taken ah. out of the CCCS thing. Um, but it's a tough tough tie. Uh, Alistair against St Johnson, obviously recent scar tissue in cups against St. Johnson, but um, <laughs> it's also the, the the previous weekend will be the semi-final game against Aberdeen. So this is a two a massive week for for Beale towards
1: the middle end of January. Yeah, especially we've highlighted the, the two cups. So what he's looking at probably winning realistically the two cups. So a uh, huge two weekends. So Johnson, the way I, I mean, ideally you want a home tie against. I don't know, a championship team or something. Ideally, that's what you want. You can play fringe-type players, because obviously you could league games too, but we should be beating St John's away. I know we get beat with them um, for a few games ago, whatever it was there, but if we can't beat St John's away, the we don't deserve to win a cup. So, you need to beat these teams to, to win it, so why not play them now? I've seen Hearts and Hibs, I think, so I think they drew each other on the cup as well. Yeah, that's, so. yeah, that's,
0: pro- that's probably the tie of the round, in terms of... Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So there was a few kind of. Who did they get? Greenock Morton at home. Gosley does. <laughs> <Of laughs> they they, all, they <laughs> always, they always say we get a fair, the easy draw as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hot balls. They always get a home tie, so they can put that myth to bed. Greenock <laughs> yeah. Morton. That's a Celtic B team, isn't it? Yeah. Yes,
2: but, does. Yes. Um, I I take, it hours, to li- you know? take it from my to, a man that used to live. Take it from a granite
1: used a guy used to live in Greenock, mate. Yes. No, no, uh, yeah, I know that. I know that. Um, but no, I not bad about them. But um, no, yeah, it's a difficult one, Scotia. But we should be beating St Johnston away um, in the cup. So I two huge weekends. Obviously, we've got the Aberdeen one at Hamden, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. Not going to Hamden, obviously, but it's a semi final in the cup. It's against the sheep bit of needle there, so I'm looking forward to that. And then, obviously, you've got the St. Johnson game. So I'd, it might be in the telly, that game. Whether that'll be the Saturday or the Sunday, I don't know, Scotia. I think you're right, the Hearts-Hibs game is probably the big one of the tie, so depends where they put that. We'll get moved around, I'd assume, for TV as well. Yeah, that, that we'll
0: definitely be one of the TV games, no doubt it's about that. Um, but, no, there was, a, there was a few... I think there was like the likes of Darville, Stirling Uni, I think we're still in it, yeah. and then um, Chapel, that you know, obviously... You look at them and they'd be like, oh, like, they'd be easy ties, but you never know with Rangers, sometimes they can just uh, take it too lightly. Well, but we'll see. Yeah, they...
2: Not not playing away in games like that as well. No offence or anything like that, but going to the stadiums, it's tough, man. Like, <laughs> Do you remember
1: Annan last like... season? Yeah. Remember the weather we went there last season? Yeah, that was horrific. Could you see yeah. the game? Because all the, 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 the rain came yeah. in the camera.
2: No, so it did. That's right. That's Aye. right. Aye. That was good. swollen into the camera, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. But no, it'd be difficult that one, but uh, yeah. Uh it's enjoying it. It is what it is. I, I agree with Ali. Um if we're not winning
0: that, we don't deserve to win the, the cup. Simple as that. No, yeah, so that's to look forward to in in January, um, those cup games. But um before we can excuse me, before we finish up and leave you for the evening, everyone, um obviously but before we get back on, there'll be the small matter um, of the Rangers EGM, which is taking place um, next Tuesday. Um next Tuesday that's taking place. So obviously, coming into it with our new manager, I can caveat this from from the off that I am not a shareholder, um, so my comments, opinions on yeah, none of us are. are. Yeah, <laughs> none of us <laughs> are. Yes. Yeah. So our opinions and comments don't really matter. But um, Kenny, I, I never know what to expect from AGMs because obviously they're set up there to kind of go through the, the accounts that were obviously released a few bits, a few weeks ago now, and then um, go through the resolutions. I had a look. I think there's seven ordinary resolutions and one special resolution to get passed. And you know, mainly they the majority are to accept the accountants accounts and um, re-election to the board for some people and the other ones to be honest, because I'm not a shareholder and because I don't work in that industry, I've got no idea what they're they're really about. It's all very kind of technical and financial for me.
2: Well you, Scotia you if you
0: well to... no, I have got absolutely yeah. no chance <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if, I'm, if I was a shareholder, I would look into it and get myself knowledgeable about it. But looking at it from the off, I went through it and I went, don't know what that means. There's certain sections and acts that they're talking about, all these legal jargon. But um, are you looking forward to the AGM next week, Garnet? it
2: would be interesting to see what comes out of it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, as you say, we do have to caveat it with that I I chose not to um, not to take that. That well, purely and simply, I couldn't afford it. It was as simple as that. I was at a stage of life that I couldn't afford to do that. And uh, I'm I'm gutted that I didn't. No, probably not. I'm not. Uh, I do get the the kind of sentiment behind it, and you're kind of part of the club. But no, um, I'm not. I think the, 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 there's going to be difficult questions. Um, does it open up to the floor? Is that what happens? Is there like an open question? I
0: think like shareholders a big deal can ask the board.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the one that's under the biggest going to be under the biggest scrutiny is probably Douglas Park and probably uh, Ross Wilson. Um Douglas Park doesn't do himself any favors in my opinion. Um he's too quiet as a, a chairman. He's he's never shown us real leadership uh, in terms of the way he's directing the club. We, we don't really see or hear anything from him. It's all the kind of wishy washy comments that he gets put in statements in terms of when we sign a new when we signed um, a new manager or they've obviously sacked Gio or whatever. So I I, I do think it's he'll got he'll be under a bit of scrutiny, I do think. Um, Ross Wilson's done his best um since he reappeared. To be honest, on um, uh what night last night when he reappeared next to Michael Beale again like a cat that's got the cream, um, to, to try and kind of save himself a little bit. He's gonna come under questions. And interestingly, um Michael Beale has come out and said that when he was here under Gerard they, every player that they brought in was a player that they wanted. None was a Ross Wilson signing. Michael Beale said that anybody that he's going to bring in is going to be his signing and Ross Wilson is just the guy that deals with uh, paperwork, if you like, the boring bit, the admin bit, the negotiating of different things. And Michael beale has got no interest in sitting doing goal bonuses with strikers, for example. So I do... You have to take that as face value Um, and if that is the case and again before people come in and criticise me here, that if that is the case then you've got to cut Ross Wilson some slack there because it's not really been him, it's been the manager, it's been whoever's been in charge that's made the decisions. I think Gio's Comments were misconstrued with the way that he was mentioning his relationship with Ross Wilson, possibly, um, and it's all been blown a wee bit out of proportion, as things usually are uh, with our, with our range somebody from Rangers saying something. Um, but I, I still I'll still stand by the fact that I, I don't think Ross Wilson's tenure has been a particular success. But I am also a believer that the director of football role. Isn't really required at Rangers, um, so that's I'm probably a wee bit biased on on that sense. But no, I think they they two are the two that will be
0: they'll face the most heated questions. I think. No, I think you're right to say that. Before I move on to Pearson and get his thoughts, I'm just going to put you right in the spot here. If you were a shareholder and you were at the AGM and you had the chance to ask a question, what would it be? <laughs> Why did you sign Aaron Ramsey, you moron? <laughs>
2: what were you thinking? Honestly, uh, what would I ask? Oh, mate, I really don't know.
1: I know what it's I'd a ask. Di-
2: It's a real difficult right. one. Go on, right, Ali. You, you go, go then. Off, Give him
1: time. I would I would ask, why didn't you invest in the squad when we get into Champions League? Why didn't you go and buy positions that we knew we needed to go into that? That would be mine.
0: Have you thought of anything? And
1: they kind of, they, they kind of, they kind of have answered that in their we, the three of them when they came out and they kind of gave us political answers. But I'd like to know. That.
2: Um, yeah, maybe along the same lines. Um, but I think my biggest, yeah, my question would be, from when Dave King took over, we were we were led to believe that the club was on a certain journey. It looks like that. That journey has slightly deviated. Why is the board not communicated that with fans? Um, I say I, I would say before we started, I've, I've watched some of the question uh, question and answer um, Q&A with Dave King that was at Club 1872 that's on YouTube. Um, I watched a bit of that and he made a few interesting comments. Uh, I do think a lot of that is kind of blown out of proportion, and then he puts on a wee bit more of a privado when it's in front of Club 1872 members. Um, however, he, he did make a few interesting comments that the the, the biggest investor in the Rangers is always going to be the fans. And I do feel personally that this board, the current regime that we have, has took a wee bit of advantage of us. Nothing's really been explained to us why things have happened the way they have. Champions League prices, for example, it was never really fully explained to why they are doing it especially after the sales that we'd had um, players-wise and whatever else, uh, and getting to the Champions League for that matter. So, yeah, it would be more, why have you chosen not to have more clarity with the fans with what exactly you are doing with our money that we put into the club? Uh, it's a very it's a very straightforward question, I think, and it's also a question if they answer it correctly. And even if they answer it sort of incorrectly or uh, are people to or rubs people up the wrong way the way they say it it won't matter the fans at least will at that point know what exactly is going on so yeah what is the journey what's the journey
0: that you believe it has, as a, as a club chairman that's, that's a very good question actually I, I've not even considered it I just asked you on the spot I still can't think of one that I would ask myself but before we wrap up Finally, Pearson, to be fair could, you
2: know, mate, I just kind of blabbered on a little
0: bit there <laughs> and got to that question. <laughs> no worries yeah. before we wrap up, Pearson, just finish with your kind of thoughts overall on the, the AGM.
1: Uh, I think it'll be a wee bit lively. I think if Gio was there it would have been complete fireworks. I would have felt sorry for the Broncos beating that. Thankfully they've taken him out the firing line. They've brought some positivity going into this. That was a factor in bringing Beal in now and removing Van Bronkers this AGM. That it had to be a factor. I know we were pulling apart, but with this coming up, there's going to be, there will be some fireworks at it. Will they really answer the questions, or will they just give the, the political answer and the sound bites? I, I don't think we'll get that much out of it than what we expect them to say on certain questions that they'll be asked. They'll be asked questions that we all want to know, but I don't think they'll give the answer that we that we're looking for. Um, they'll be around the houses in terms of how they're going to answer it. But aye, it'll be interesting going forward. There's a lot of a lot of positive things, obviously, with Bill coming, but there's a lot of negativity off the park in terms of... Um, we've got that good umpteen folk to want to sue Rangers all the time. I know that's a lot of clickbait, but every time you turn it on, there's oh, somebody wanting to sue us. The, the latest ones is Sydney. There we go. The late, the that's a very to... good
2: question I hope somebody asks that, <laughs> well, somebody that... Goes, what, yeah. what were you thinking <laughs> well <laughs> like, that, that, that's, the, I mean, that's that, that, last that's
1: year a, did it yeah. uh-huh. but I mean that's that's the latest one in a, a, a line of what we've had in terms of they want to sue Rangers for one and a half million pounds or something and it's, it's obviously it's going, to, it's going to go to court obviously um, I'd like to think Rangers pulled out of that through a loophole that they knew of so they can use that as a race card because we can't continually be um failing in court cases like we did against Sports Direct. So that'll be interesting, but that's a different route to go down. Um That's, that's quite, quite a good
2: Douglas one. one. <laughs> Have you made up with Rylan yet? Because he's the cinch guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that good. I don't know.
1: <laughs> we'll see if he's if he's if he's got a turkey teeth Douglas got part, maybe has. That's what Ryland Clark's got. So um <laughs> Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens, in Scotia. But I, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll get much out of it. If you want to know, no, nah, you won't. Behind the scenes, guys that are in the know will. But regular fans like ourselves and regular fans too going to the AGM, who I've, I, I don't think we'll get that much out of it.
0: No, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, that's as near in the hour mark. So I think i will probably do us for this evening. And um, obviously, we'll be back next week. And we'll give us sort of thoughts on the on the AGM. I'm, I'm sure and look ahead to that Leverkusen game. Um, I know you can, sure last year you can, um, follow follow. There was a wee thread going on that was kind of tweeting out live from the event. Probably do the same if you if you've not been banned from that yet, people. <laughs> no 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 point in any. I can do as well. I Do it. Imagine. Well. Well, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. yeah. So I follow that on Twitter, no doubt. So, um, yeah. So that'll do us for this evening. First off, thank you, Mr. Scott Carnick.
2: My pleasure, mate. Absolute joy to come on and talk about Rangers just now. Um it really is. Good chat tonight, to be honest. Uh interesting week ahead um to see what we get, if anything, out of the AGM. And yeah, we're getting closer and closer
0: to Rangers being back. Daniel, also thank you to Alistair Pearson.
1: No problem, good podcast tonight, lads. That's nearly never we've done there again. <laughs> talked about Bill again, and we've talked about him in a few podcasts now, but um now looking forward to getting closer to having Rangers in the park. I know it's on their friendly next week, but we are getting close Christmas period as well. So I looking forward to next Friday when we discuss more about Rangers.
0: Yeah, indeed. So, um, yeah, just like to all, also thank all the listeners and viewers for, for being along with us this evening. Um, if you can, as we always say, if you could like share and subscribe, you know, help us push those numbers up a wee bit further, that would be much appreciated. And then. Um, Oh, it's
1: done nearly
0: so well. <laughs> I'm
2: presuming you've wrapped up there. You just went into the. <laughs> You're into the shadow
0: realm, there, mate. You disappeared. You absolutely disappeared. Sorry, uh, um, nearly, nearly made it. But <laughs> thank you, everyone. Good night, everyone.